Well, good morning, Village Green, and welcome to uh, this time that I'm having this morning uh, with Ashley Zietzma. Ashley and the family have been part of the church for quite a while, and as and as a as a, a dis, as a disclosure, we're actually related. Yes, I guess we have to tell people that. Yeah, we have to tell people that we're related. So my wife and your mom are sisters. Okay, so you're my niece. I guess that's how that works. I guess that's how, how it works. I'm <laughs> Uncle John. Yeah. But anyways, thank you very much for being here, Ashley. Um, this is really um, an honor to have you here to talk a little bit about your life story, your experiences as of late. You know, we're doing a series right now on the future me, and, uh, you know, we've been talking about, you know, the season, you know, what happens in a season of life, like the one we are all experiencing right now, and we've been talking about things like anxiety and difficulties and hopelessness and despair and what happens when we find ourselves in those kinds of situations. And, uh, you know, how it affects the way we see the future, how it affects our faith in God, and all of those kinds of things. So, um, based on, you know, what we know of each other, what, what I know of your experiences as of late, I thought it'd be really good for people to hear your story. So, um, that's my first question to you. Um, you've had, you've had a, quite a year. So, you know, can you let people know a little bit about what your year has been like? Um, well, I guess if you look at it on paper, it's probably um, just about the worst year you could have in the la- for not just myself, but my whole family. So in the last 14 months, uh, we have lost five close family members. Five. Five. Uh, two of which were within the last month and were parents. Yeah. And um, because of that, to be honest, I'm coming at this today um, from a place of great sadness and also mourning. So I feel like I've been mourning and grieving for over a year now. So I think if we had had this conversation two years ago, it would look very different. Very different. Uh, and even two years from now, likely very different as well. Um, I just, I'm going to be giving the perspective today of somebody who's currently grieving. Um, to top that off, uh, in May, my son and I were in a car accident, a major car accident that we are both very lucky to walk away from. And uh, yeah, so that also added some stress to not just us, but our entire families through the emotional and physical toll that has taken. So, you know, that's, that's a complication, right? The, you know, grieving these five family members in such a short period of time, you know, normally one family member, you know, can take a long time. But to experience five, and then in the midst of all of that, this horrific car accident that you were in, that you should not have walked away from. And, and your, your son, Liam, was in the vehicle with you. Yeah. And, um, but in all of that, you said a number of things to me about how that affected your faith. Can you tell, me, can you, you know, tell everybody a little bit about, because a car accident, something like that, you know, is gonna do something to you. Yeah. So what did, what did it do to your faith? Um, well, so, yeah, just experiencing one of those events. So had I just been in a major car accident, that's the only thing that happened this year. For most people, I think that would quite likely be the worst thing that ever happened. And I don't want to downplay it. It was awful. Um, it was really scary. And as I said, we're both still, Liam and I, emotionally and physically healing from it. Um, however, God turned that into 
the best thing that's ever happened to me. And he was able to use a bad situation and tremendously bless me because of it, which has been incredible. So um, I'll go into the details of the story and what happened. But um, to make a long story short, I had a near-death experience and I was able to meet God and I've never been the same since. So um, we how were... Do you, how do you feel saying that out loud? <laughs> um, well, I... I my first reaction is that I sound crazy. <laughs> Let's get that but, on yeah, the So the rational right? brain tries to rationalize that, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were driving on the road, we were in a head-on collision, and when I saw the car come, as soon as we had impact, I knew beyond a doubt that we were going to die. And it's really hard to explain, but it's not the we could have died feeling or that story. It was we are, we're going to die. And as soon as I felt that and accepted it, God came in the car. And it's so hard for me to explain it out loud, but God was very present in our car and he spoke to me through emotions. And I think he chose emotions, to be honest, to speak to me because I'm a very emotional person. So it's kind of my language. But as soon as it went from the fear and the acceptance of death, it was... God was there and I was filled with more peace and love and joy than I can even describe feeling. Um, too much of that to fit into a human body. And I know that it's not the expected to have somebody talk about their car accident and describe it with the term joy, um, but that's one of the emotions that God gave me and I just felt so safe, I felt loved. And one of the gifts that happened because of the car accident is that when that happened, he gave me a glimpse of what three of my family members I had just recently lost were experiencing in heaven. And to put it into perspective, I was really struggling with their deaths and just, you know, to lose three people in a row. Like you said, it's hard to sort out your feelings. You don't even know who you're grieving and how to sort that out. So five months after that, I was still really much struggling with that. And then God gave me a glimpse of heaven. He showed me what it is they're feeling, what they're experiencing, and just how at peace and how loved and again, filled with joy they are. It's like I got to just have this tiny peek into a crack of heaven and feel what they're feeling. So I'm, re I'm realizing now that, that maybe we did this interview too soon because we're doing a series on heaven oh. right after, <laughs> like around Easter time or something, or something like that. But that's, that's, that's great. So, um, so, you know, you were a person of faith before this accident, mm -hmm. okay? And you get this picture of heaven and, and certainly from a spectator viewpoint, anybody looking at that, you know, crash and that scene, no one would have ever expected that that would have been the outcome that you would have walked away with, yeah. you know? So how is, how is your face stronger than, let's say, two years ago, before all of this happened? Well, I guess to state the obvious, you can't really meet God and not grow in your faith. And but, I mean, I just, it was like going from... Um, believing in God because other people told me about him to actually really experiencing meeting him and you know even at the time of the accident where I was as I described opening up my arms and going with God because I of what I was experiencing I'm still a mom so even though I was ready to go I was so so scared for my son and one of the things that I was doing in that car was just begging God for Liam's life so on one hand, I'm going with God. On the other hand, I'm on my knees just begging God, please don't take Liam, please let him live. And once I had prayed that, I felt what I can only describe as 
God hugging me. Suddenly I got this feeling of bubble wrap over my whole body. I felt like I was being embraced. Nothing hurt, and we stopped moving and I was alive. We were both alive, which was incredibly confusing um, at the time, but all I can say is God answered my prayer. And, you know, when it comes to faith, the one thing I've realized over the past 14 months is that having faith in God doesn't mean that you don't experience real emotions. So I have great faith, and I know that my family members are in heaven. I got to experience it, but it doesn't mean that I'm not deeply sad for my loss. I, I'm still, through this grieving process, I'm experiencing sadness, anxiety, anger, um, fear, just like deeply grieving. There are days where I'm just so sad, but that doesn't mean that I don't have faith. And I think what having faith to me right now means is that I'm still gonna experience all this pain from a bad situation, but I get to experience something that's in a very isolating feeling, but not alone because God's in it with me. Um, I recently had a woman from the church actually call me and she painted this beautiful picture of God weeping with our family because of our sadness. And I just, I thought it was so beautiful because it just gave me the permission to feel what I need to feel right now because I know beyond a doubt my family members in heaven and I even got to see that, but it doesn't mean I'm not sad. Yeah. And then there, there's God and he knows where our family members are. He knows what they're experiencing but he also knows our sadness. And so he's weeping alongside of us. And, you know, just how can you not have faith when you know that God's in it with you? And I don't know, like I just, I, I've had, I haven't had the easiest life overall. Um, obviously this year has been the worst, but what I have found is that through all of the bad, God has been there. Sometimes I have to look for him, but sometimes he'll find me if I'm not looking. If you're not looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's incredibly powerful because, as you know, being part of this church, we've experienced a lot of loss, yeah. not just for your family, but the entire congregation. There are yeah. many people in our church who have experienced loss. So I, I, I pray that this has given them some comfort, that it's okay to experience and to grieve the way, and, but, but to know that there's a hope beyond that, and you, you've seen that. You know, when you talk about God weeping with us, you know, I, I have to go to the Gospel of John and be reminded that just before Jesus raised Lazarus, he, um, he, he wept. Even though he was God incarnate and knew he was going to raise Lazarus and going to make the whole situation better, Jesus stopped and wept. And I think that's one of the most powerful illustrations of the God that we believe in. Mm -hmm. And you experienced that. And I love what you said earlier, too, about you experienced emotions beyond the capacity of your own body. You know, that peace, that joy. You know, almost, it was divine. It wasn't natural. Wow. I'm, I'm, i got to pause here for a minute. This is really, wow. Um, now, you've said a lot, um, you know, hopefully for, for people to walk away with for their own lives. Is there anything else that you would want to say to anybody that's struggling, um, you know, struggling in their relationship with God? Yeah, I think from my experience, people tend to struggle with God for two reasons from what I've seen yeah. or from my own experience. And it's just either somebody has misrepresented God's love, so somebody doubts his ability to love them, or um, they are experiencing just a tremendously painful or sad time in their life, 
and they can't see God in it or they don't know how God could possibly be there. So for people out there today, I don't know specifically why you're struggling. I could just tell you, given the year that I've had and the bad experiences I've had, why I'm not. And for me, it's just, again, despite all of the bad, I can still see God there in the tiny details. And it's not necessarily about the big picture. It's about the little details, and that's what makes me hold on to God's presence. So Mm. it could be somebody that's sent into your life at the right moment with the right words. Um, Little coincidences that you know aren't coincidences. Just little things that make you smile or laugh despite the sadness. Because it reminds you of, of... of the person or the people yeah. and yeah. 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 And you know, so the, the, the craziest part of my car accident, um, if you can believe there's a crazier <laughs> part, um, is the fact that my mother and father-in-law were actually there. So they went on a whim, went out on a drive that day. They missed where they were going to turn and they ended up being the second on scene of our accident. So they were there before even the first responders. Wow. And my father-in-law said to me, um, that, what he thinks is really cool is that God would have sent them to the accident before it even happened, which shows that it was preordained for them to be there and also just really makes me realize that the accident, as bad as it is, was really meant to be and was part of somehow God's plan and that's something I'm working through. But, you know, as a human, you always struggle with the why, right? So I've always, I've been struggling and for weeks after the accident, I kept struggling with the why of all the details. So specifically, why were Nellie and Arnold there? Why did God pick them? Why were they there? What was the purpose? And then my son Liam said to me a couple weeks after the accident that he now knows he has 100,000 angels watching over him because those angels went and got Nana and Papa and sent them to the accident to be with him so he didn't have to be afraid. And to me, that's just incredibly beautiful because if the only reason that they were there is so that a, an eight-year-old boy didn't have to be afraid. Doesn't that just show that God cares? Yeah. And so a lot of this has been really hard for me to wrap my rational brain around. And whenever I start to doubt what really happened and rationalize it, if I start to doubt God's presence, if I start to struggle with my faith, because even after going through something like that, it is still hard sometimes not to doubt. That's the detail I hold on to. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, that was a bad situation, but God was there. And clearly God was there if he sent Nellie and Arnold to be at the accident with us. That's a detail I cannot argue against because they were physically there. And it, you know, it just shows me that God doesn't just care about the big picture of his plan. He cares about the little pieces of his plan, which is us. And reminds me that even in the bad, there can be little pieces of good. And usually um, if you just look for them, you can find God. Well, Ashley, I know that um, you've really blessed me to hear this and well articulated. And I, and I hope that it's blessed those that have had the opportunity to hear this. And I want to thank you once again for being part of this and being willing to communicate your story. It's a very powerful story, but it's also a story that needs to be told because it's got such an impact. And it's such a reminder that God is in the midst of even the little details. And he does care for us and he does love us, even when it seems the worst of circumstances. Yeah. Well, thank you for allowing me to be part of this. Um, to be honest, I was a little hesitant based on the fact that I am in such a sad period of my life, having just recently experienced these losses. But this was really healing for me, too, because it allowed me to refocus on the fact that God is there and remember what he wants me to remember from my accident. 
and that coincidences don't happen. It, for some reason, I was meant to have a car accident the year that five people died, and as tremendously hard as that is on my family, there has to be some good in it, and it's nice to be able to focus on the good. Yeah, yeah. And if I hadn't said it in a long time, I'm really glad you're part of our family. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. God bless you. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Hope you've been blessed by this interview.